0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Sincerely with me, Nada Dainchi. I hope you all are doing well. If you forgot what this podcast is about, it's basically about having just honest conversations. I mean, obviously using wisdom with what is being shared, right? But just for people to leave edified and empowered, you know, whatever the circumstance may be. So in this episode, um, this is kind of like a Mother's Day special type of thing, you know? So, in this episode, we're going to be discussing infertility, fibroids, PCOS, and I think that's pretty much it. So, right now, the special guest I have with me is Mabel. <laughs> so i've been following mabel on instagram for a very long time okay really? i don't yeah i really have okay. I've, I've never like met you face to so face i'm like this right. is mabel within your <laughs> services so i think why i started following you was because of like the information you're putting out there about pregnancies and things yes. like that and yeah. i'm like hey who is this guy named woman that is even talking about yeah. things like this on social media yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so you guys this is mabel within her services and you could just provide a little bit more details about within her services yeah. and then we'll
1: go into the topic no problem so my name is mabel Basharan. i am uh, a wife a mother i'm also a nursing student and a birth worker um more and more details in regards to what i do i'm a doula okay. and a doula is uh, a person who provides emotional physical and informational support during pregnancy and beyond. And so the name of my business is Within Her Birth Services. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's a mouthful, it's a mouthful. (laughs) mouthful. But if you're looking for me, it's Within Her Birth Services. And so I've been a doula for about five years now. Wow. Um, I feel like I kind of forced myself to be more about it on social media a couple of years ago oh, but in terms of supporting families I've been doing that for about five years now yeah. and um, it may change in the near future yeah. but um, right now I'm at nursing school with hopes of going on to continue more education in regards to women's health Wow! and so um, that's a little about me wow. I think I said I was a mom and a wife yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah, so yeah, yeah I'm yeah. married uh, to a wonderful husband. We've been married for about 10 years now. Wow! Yes. <laughs> yes, this is my 10-year anniversary this year. I wow, even... my cousin's 10-year anniversary. Yeah, wow. yeah, we got married 2013. Wow! Yes, yeah, so a wife of 10 years. I have two small boys, wow. yes, um, two and four, and yeah, we're blessed, we're wow. grateful.
0: I didn't know it was 10 years. Yeah, it is 10 years. Yes. Even when you hear 10 years, it sounds like, it sounds whoa, like, whoa. No, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to
1: you. I was like, whoa, I didn't you
0: suspect didn't that one. I didn't <laughs> suspect that one. Yes, yes. Wow. Okay, so number one, thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. I agree. Like, you don't know how much I appreciate this. You don't know how much I appreciate this. I receive it. Thank okay, you for even mean. wanting me. This is a huge honor. Yeah, I, I was like, let me text her really quick on IG. Um, <laughs> message her really quick on um, Instagram. So what made you start um, your business and then we'll transition over to the topic
1: yeah i guess um my story will naturally go into okay. the conversation of infertility and, and so forth so i got married i was 26 when i got married which okay. i don't think is young or old i just think it's a nice normal range of, yeah. of life to be married and um i had a lot of friends in my life who were also getting married around the same time um and they started getting Pregnant and mm-hmm. having babies and so naturally I started to get very intrigued with like what was going on with them because mm-hmm. you know we're girls we grew up together yeah. and now we're becoming moms. so it's so cool to see your friend transform mm-hmm. before you um, and I would I would say that all of my friends at that time they had healthy beautiful pregnancies but their deliveries were left um, their experiences in delivery Um, were complicated
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and when I started to see that happening over and over again I was like is this normal (laughs) like Mm -hmm. do people just have normal pregnancies and they go on to have like these traumatic experiences
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so it kind of pecued my interest in regards to what what's going on with our bodies Mm -hmm. what what does what what is my uterus doing what is my period really mean because we go through it you know, I got my period at 12 years old, like, you just live with it, yeah. but you never really think about, like, what is happening, yeah. what's normal, what's yeah. not, um, what it takes, we know how to get pregnant, yeah. but, like, <laughs> what, what does it make, what does it take to sustain a pregnancy, what does it take to have a healthy, you know, delivery, yeah. all of those things, so I just started reading, I, um, form, I'm a former teacher, so okay. I have a natural curiosity for learning, and I just started reading, and one day, some book or something talked about a doula, And when I started digging deep, I was like, oh, that's what my friends need. They need a doula. And so honestly, that's what it was. I um, trained to be a doula because I wanted to help my friends. Mm. Um, It wasn't like I was trying to make a business out of it. I was just like, I think it would be nice to have Mm. somebody with you while you're pregnant and when you're having a baby, just to be there to provide support. And so it was for my personal interest, but it was also for my, um, you know, Small community of friends wow. who I think could have benefited from it. And to be honest, it was my girlfriends who propelled me in this work. Like they trusted me immediately wow. i didn't know nothing like i was i was still working as a teacher i was wow. still like going to classrooms and teaching and then they'll be like oh i'm in labor and i'm like leaving work early to go help a friend wow. in labor so it wasn't like i quit my job or did anything no. i just stepped into it and they received me warmly and not even to brag they all had amazing Wow. Um, And I'm not saying it's because of me, but I think it's because of having that continuous support, it kind of gave them the confidence and readiness to go through such a a vulnerable time in life. But at the same time of my friends getting pregnant and going through those situations, I too was ready to have Mm -hmm. my own family. And one day I went in for a blood test, totally unrelated to Mm -hmm. pregnancy. It was just a blood test for something else. And the doctor called me back and she's like, are you okay? did you faint? Did you pass out? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, you need to go see your OBGYN because your hemoglobin is so low. And so I'm like, Oh, okay, whatever. But I did it. Yeah. What's the hemoglobin? hemoglobin is your, is your blood blood count. Okay. Right. And so when they're, they're drawing blood yeah. also, they're also trying to see the amount of your blood stores. Oh. Right. Um, and interestingly enough, I had done the blood draw during my period. So I'm assuming that I had probably lost a lot of blood already. And so when they're drawing the blood, it just kind of added into the low count. But it shouldn't have been as low as it was, even gotcha. on my period. So and mind you, I'm a young woman, 26, 27, newly married, and I had been going to my OBGYN appointments every year, like, you know, Ooh, work. Yeah, I did it. I was just doing all the things. I never had any cause or reason to be concerned because my doctors never told me yeah. this is a cause or reason to be concerned. Did you, see any, did you feel any differences in your body, though, or not? Really? I was, I'm, I'm one of the rare few who never even cramped on a period. I, I will tell you, the first time I felt my uterus cramp was in labor. I never yeah. got cramps or anything, but I did have heavy periods. So I would say, starting from my early 20s until that point, my periods were disturbingly heavy. Okay. But you know what we do. What do we do when we have a health problem?
0: I, we ignore.
1: Or we go, uh, we go to Google. You're right. We go to Google. Right? We go to Google. <laughs> right. go to okay. Google and and you know, Google told me that it was normal. Yeah. Like, some people have heavy periods, some people don't. Yeah. So I never really brought it up with my doctor because I felt like, well, it's just, I'm I'm surviving, yeah. I'm alive, I'm yeah. okay, I'm not in pain. Yeah. Um, when I did go to my doctor and I did write it on the, on the paper, it would be like she would never address it. Okay. So like everything else looked good and she never addressed it. So I never saw it to be a, a point of issue. Okay. So when at that point from a blood draw test, I'm being told to go to my OB, I didn't know what to think. Because yeah. I'm like, I've been fine, I'm yeah. okay. It turned out I had fibroids. Wow, I have multiple fibroids, and wow. I have no idea. Wow, and a symptom of fibroids. And I'll explain what a fibroid is, yeah. but a symptom of it could be heavy blood loss during your period. Okay. And so it did kind of like add up. Yeah. But I was a bit um, disappointed as to how I had gone so long in my life. Maybe I got the fibroids that year, maybe not. But mm. I felt like there, there was nothing that prepared me for it. Mm. And so, um. Let's talk a little bit about like what a fibroid is yeah, yeah, and fertility and all of that. So starting with fibroids, um fibroids, fertility, and, and then PCOS. PCOS. Yeah, okay. the differences. So I would say let's start with like anatomy, right? Okay. As women, we have uterus. Go ahead. Come on, talk to me I, what we got. Fallopian tubes. And ovaries. And vagina. Yes. Uh the clitoris. Yes. <laughs> Very important. Right. And I'm, there's more, right? but I'm just thinking like, obviously, we know what you're thinking about. Yeah, but, um. <laughs> but for the most part, we have a reproductive system, yeah. right? And it's a system that's a part of our general health. Yeah. And so it operates in conjunction with other parts of our, our body okay. to help us maintain a balance of health. So when one system is in disarray, it could be a cause of other factors. And so with our reproductive system, what helps us maintain our health as women and to be therefore able to reproduce, um, there are so many factors involved. So when we talk about something like infertility, it's not fair to say like, oh, you just can't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. There are so many other factors that pertain to infertility. So the definition of infertility Especially when it comes to female infertility, because there's male infertility too, but for females, it's the essence of a man and a woman trying, having intercourse without protection, Mm -hmm. and not being able to get pregnant for at least a year. So you Mm -hmm. have to to be deemed as infertile. Mm -hmm. You have had to be having constant sex Mm -hmm. for an you know extended period of time, Mm -hmm. and if within that year you're not getting pregnant and we can assume that there is an infertility issue. Mm. And so we can look at the big scope of things in terms of what in our system is an issue. Is it our hormones? Mm. Is it that we have something going wrong with our uterus? Mm. Is it with our ovaries? Mm. Um, cysts, so many mm. other things are um, related into what infertility pertains to. And so it's a, such a complicated issue that I can't even explain in like fine-tuned details, but it's it's more than just saying that we've been having sex. Yeah, um, it's a, really about like what components of our bodies are at imbalance. Yeah. or um, or are they dysfunctional? Yeah, and so one dysfunction of the reproductive system could be PCOS. Okay. So PCOS it stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Okay. It is a hormonal issue. And so what it is is that our ovaries are producing too many follicles and it could be um, resulting in in having an irregular cycle. Okay, now what do you mean by follicles? Like the hair? Yeah, I guess you can think of it like that. So like with a a typical cycle should be about 28 to 35 days. Mm -hmm. And so for a woman who has PCOS or has an imbalance somewhere, their cycle may be longer than that or it may be shorter than that. So the hormones that are being produced in that cycle mm. are being overproduced. Because imagine mm. if you're supposed to have a 35-day cycle and you're having a 42-day or 50-day mm. cycle, mm. your body's still producing those hormones. Mm. And so now you're getting more and more and more follicles on that ovary, mm. which are causing it to be enlarged mm. and therefore causing it to delay the, the ovulation piece. You see what I mean yeah. by complex. It's so like a ripple effect. It is. It is a ripple effect. So women with pcos have irregular periods they may have other issues of in, um, a hormonal imbalance like maybe having excessive weight gain that they just can't seem to shake not to say that a, a slender woman mm. cannot have a pcos, PCOS. Um, it could be other things like you know a symptom could be like um, chin hair like oh. getting excess facial skin okay. right think of the hormones that men have that produce that women also have that same hormone too mm-hmm. But with something like PCOS, it's added imbalance, maybe it's too much of it. And so PCOS is a very unique um, situation, and I think it's very individualized. Mm -hmm. So your girlfriend who has it may not, it may not manifest in the same way that you Mm -hmm. may have it. But a doctor may consider treating it like by putting women on birth control, Um, especially if you're not trying to get pregnant. By being put on birth control, it helps with handling those um, hormonal imbalances. Mm Um, some doctors suggest weight loss, mm-hmm. like actively trying to get your metabolism to change. Mm-hmm. So therefore, by losing some weight, your hormones start to balance out. Mm-hmm. So PCOS is also known as like a endocrine system. It's not like just reproduction. It's also like how your me- metabolic system okay. is being processed. Okay. And then finally, we have fibroids, yeah. which is a reproductive situation where you're, there are benign growth tumors mm-hmm. on the Benign means they're non-cancerous. Okay. okay, so they're not causing cancer, right? Wow. Um, so they grow, and I believe if you have one fibroid, you have many. Mm. So um, in many cases, they may see one mm. on an ultrasound, but when they go in to remove them, they may find multiple. Mm. Um, a symptom of fibroids can be heavy blood loss. Mm. It can also be pain to mm. extent. Um, I for me it was heavy blood loss and for some women they don't even know they have fibroids so you could be asymptomatic go your whole life and or your reproductive years without knowing you have fibroids so that doesn't mean that every fibroid needs to be treated but for some cases it does so like if it is Give a fibroid inside your uterus in, a, in an area where it's going to impact pregnancy mm-hmm. you may want to remove that wow. because if it's there it's going to be hard for the the you know, sperm to attach yeah. right and so it's a very wide array of wow. issues but this is this is what it is and for me um i when i found out i had the fibroids um at the same time we were trying to get pregnant yeah. and i had seen multiple doctors and they're like honestly fibroids aren't causing infertility y'all just keep trying 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 you can take them out you can leave them and what happened it it was two things that happened one i had a girlfriend who had just gotten married and just gotten pregnant Mm. and like literally a month or two into her pregnancy Mm. she had to go on bed rest like she wasn't even showing and she had Mm. to go on bed rest it's because she had fibroids that were so invasive that it was a danger to her pregnancy Mm. and to herself. Mm. She spent her whole pregnancy at home, in the bed, upstairs. I'll never forget that. And it just broke my heart because I was like, here's a healthy young woman, freshly newlywed, and she couldn't even enjoy her pregnancy. It put her through a deep depression. And Mm. it did impact her delivery. And then at the same time, I did get pregnant. We were trying for all this time, and I got pregnant. And just as I found out I was pregnant, I also miscarried. And so when I had inquired about it, my doctor said, like, it happens when miscarriage, miscarry. But for me, I was like, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. I don't want fibroids anymore. Mm-hmm. So I opted for surgery, okay. and I did have a minimally invasive surgery to remove them. And personally, nah, nah, mm-hmm. it changed my life. Wow. It was the best decision for me. Wow. And everyone has their own opinions yeah. about surgery. For me, I needed and wanted, and I'm happy that I got the myomectomy okay that's um what it's called. It's really yes crazy. it's called a myomectomy okay. there are different types different ways to remove it but um after we removed the fibroids we waited for some time for my body to heal and we started trying again and it still took a long time to get pregnant wow. so now i have like a fibroid free uterus let's yeah. have a baby yeah. i wasn't getting pregnant yeah. and i remember as we started in January of 2017 and I told myself, if I don't get pregnant by December, I'm going to go and do some IVF, IUI, something. I'm okay. going to do some fertility treatment.
0: Okay. I'm not
1: ashamed of it. Yeah. And I was like, look, if I need it, I need it. Yeah. And tell me why. 31st night. I December? December of that year. 31st wow. night, after 12 months of trying and crying and fighting and worrying, wow. I took a pregnancy test because I missed my period. I never have missed my period before. And I was pregnant. Wow! Your body makes me tear the up. The very last day of the year. Wow. After trying actively. Wow! I was pregnant. So I entered 2018 pregnant wow. and had a beautiful, wonderful. Wow! Wasn't easy, but for the most part, of a great pregnancy and delivery. Wow! Huge testimony. Wow. And so it looks different for many women. Not everyone wow. has the same, you know, outcomes or same. But for me, from the time I had gone through it to the time I had my baby, it was five years. Wow. It was five years of infertility. And for me, they said it was unexplained infertility, which is even more frustrating. Yeah. Because it's different if you can say, I can't get pregnant because of this. Yeah. But if everything else looks good and you're still not getting pregnant, you don't know the mind games that you play with yourself in terms of, like, what's wrong. Yeah. And... You go through it. And yeah. your your girlfriends are getting pregnant and having babies. Yeah. You're they're having second babies, some yeah. of them. And you're their doula, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're their friend and yeah. you're their support. And I was, you know, even MC at some of their baby showers. Oh. Like you're going through it emotionally and physically. Yeah. And we press on. It's yeah. a very sensitive matter as a Ghanian. Yeah. I'm a Ghanian, yeah. so um, as an African Ghanian, it is a very like taboo topic, yeah. especially for a, a young 20-something-year-old girl. What's wrong with you? What yeah. did you do yeah. that caused this, right. right? There's so much blame or questioning of the woman as to why it's not happening yeah. or do you want it yeah. and all of those things. And it's um, a lot of weight, emotional weight to carry. But I think the way you carry it is your own. Mm-hmm. I think I chose not to dwell mm-hmm. on it because I felt like deep in my soul I was going to get pregnant,
0: yeah.
1: and I I felt it. I was like I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And when the time comes, it will be right. Yeah. So I look back at it not with um with regrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at it like it's a powerful um, testimony, and um, it was a worthy experience, mm-hmm. hard but worthy experience I know I just said a lot <laughs> wow
0: yeah I'm not gonna lie I'm still like processing the fact that you know you kind of gave yourself a timeline like yourself will probably got a timeline like if it's not happening from this time at this time then but then you got
1: I had made the appointment wow. the appointment was June January 4 2018 so it wasn't I was like if I don't get pregnant now it's okay I'll try yeah on this day it was the first week of the new year and so i still feel like i was so positive that. minded because yeah. i was just like if it doesn't happen okay i accept yeah. i accept lord yeah. i'll try another way so that too, i think for some people it's even hard for them to get to that point of saying you need help yeah because a part of you is like well i've been pregnant before I-, I had a miscarriage yeah so technically i could get pregnant right so a part of you is just kind of thinking like you don't need help yeah. you don't want to do it that way you yeah. want the lord to Open yeah. your womb, right? Yeah. And he does. yeah, he opens it in multiple ways. Yeah. he opens it naturally. He opens it with artificial mm-hmm. support. Mm-hmm. He opens it with surrogacy so yeah. many ways. So, yeah, putting that timeline was for me to mm-hmm. accept like it's okay to yeah. move on to the next step. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've never had to use any other resource outside of just nature. Wow. I've had two kids since then. and, um i'm grateful for it Wow. Wow. Well.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like you went through the majority of what <laughs> we're going to discuss, but this is good
1: i mean no, like you glow no 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 like like we're almost done to be uh-huh. honest wow do you have like any thoughts or like i mean input? i'm not
0: gonna lie i'm still processing everything that you told me i feel like at some point i was tearing up oh when you said that you know on december 31st that's been like
1: yeah, it, you know? no. I mean, I, it sounds like so Christian cliche. Yeah, but, but... It's, it's like y'all don't know, <laughs>
0: but, y'all don't know. I can't only imagine ah. the waiting process, like the waiting process, like you being in an MC, seeing your friends, me, me, obviously with children,
1: and then, and, stuff, and, and like, then even so like you know because culturally we don't talk we're not supposed to talk, talk about right stuff like yeah. so of course your mama will know yeah. and she may be in your ear like yeah. oh, what's she doing what's yeah. going on what's she doing so and so did it yeah. this way you could do yeah. it too right and i had to set boundaries That's really right cool. so thank god my in-laws were never in my face about it if mm-hmm. they ever were worried my mama was because mm-hmm. the moms will worry about their girls um uh, but she wasn't like forceful but you know she was enough in mm-hmm. my ear <laughs> for me to be like Back off, yeah. And I think as Ghanaian girls, we're so keen on being respectful, and yeah. you know, yes ma, yes ma, which is good. Yeah. But I do think as married women, you still have to set certain boundaries and say, and say it, yeah. Please, ma, when I'm ready to talk about it, I will. Mm-hmm. Or if anything changes, I will let you know. Mm-hmm. Please don't bring this up with me. Yeah. I'd be very clear with my mother with that. Thankfully, nobody in my inner circle was in my face about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not an open open person but I feel like I have a good sense of awareness to know who to trust and I actually had a girlfriend who was going through infertility issues at the same time and that made a huge difference for me because I now have someone who's gifted and we talked and went through it together and she was so open and willing to share and it made a huge difference in terms of how I was able to kind of walk that path Yeah. And so we ended up getting pregnant at the at same, the same time. time. And so we went through the situation together and got pregnant at the same time as well. And so I do feel like for those who are like, how do I navigate? Like, find your people. Yeah. If it's not someone in your inner circle, there are resources and support groups, Facebook groups. Like, you don't have to say anything. Yeah. Just read and connect yeah. and do what you have to do to um, keep, keep going. Yeah. Um, there's, there's room for conversation yeah. and even like therapy yeah. if, if you need that yeah. and I think leaning on your husband is huge, mm-hmm. like he's going through it too mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. he's dealing with infertility or not he this is a, a great time for you guys to just connect with mm-hmm. each other granted it will be hard sometimes mm-hmm. it could be a strain but it doesn't have to be um, the strain yeah. of your relationship yeah. unless you make it so Um, it's very easy to fall into feelings of inadequacy and doubt and depression Mm and it's so real to come into that space. Mm -hmm. You have to work your way out of it Mm -hmm. if you get there. Mm -hmm. And you have to work your way to stay out of it. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when we want something like this so bad, it becomes the beginning and the end of your life. Mm -hmm. So you lose a sense of joy in other things. And I think that's, that's a perfect time to distract yourself with finding out who you are as an individual yeah. outside of this girl who wants to have a baby. Yeah. And so I think for me, I, I never thought I would mm. go into something like doula work. Mm. It wasn't anything I had ever even experienced, but it has changed. I think my infertility journey has changed me so much that it has literally catapulted me into yeah. a whole new career yeah. or space of, connecting with other yeah. women, and making huge impact. Yeah. Um, and I think it was intentional. Yeah. I think that, that that season of my life was intentionally curated for me to be where I am. Sorry. For me to be where I am today as, you know, a support for other women. So much so that it has changed my path in yeah. career and profession. Yeah. And it has changed my heart yeah. in terms of What I understand God to be. Yeah. Um I remember in that season of time, I really connected with the story of Jacob. Mm -hmm. Now pause real quick. Yeah. Let's
0: do a part two of this. Sure. Because I feel like it's (laughs) gonna be intense. Okay. Wow.